these nationalities, you've got successful people that want more to be more. They've already got businesses in their own countries, but they want to grow those businesses. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show, Adam. Man, long time no see. How you been? It does feel like it's been a little while since we've done one of these, unfortunately. But I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good to see you. I'm excited yeah. about today. We have another yeah. international superstar on our show today, all the way from Dubai. Dubai is in another country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> So anyway, we got I feel like an Lucy ignorant American Parker. right we'll, now. <laughs> we'll just dive right into this. Oh, Lucy, welcome to the show. Lucy Parker, yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, Adam and Louise. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, my goodness. People are going to learn yeah. so much today about the yeah. other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't well, we barely on this side of the microphone, we got a lot to learn about the others. Yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're absolutely right, by the way, Louise. Dubai is not a country, and most people do make that mistake, so don't worry. Um, yeah. It is an emirate, which is like a state in the U.S., um, and it form it is, it is um, the United Arab Emirates. So that is our country, the UAE. Hence why mm. we have Emirates Airlines. That's why Emirati people, they're called Emiratis. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, and cool. not, by the way, I'm not local. I'm not Emirati. I'm not Arab. Obviously, I don't think I look or sound Arab. So, I am English from the United Kingdom. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, lived lived here in the Middle East for 18 years, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Huh. So, what brought you there? Whew, do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, what brought me here? Well, do you know what brought me here? Honestly, was um, I met somebody, uh, a gentleman, and um, I do tend to move like countries and lives very quickly if I think there's something that's more interesting. Um, so I've always been very adventurous and I like to take risks. And um, yeah, like just rewinding a little bit back, so there's a bit of context. So um, I used to be an international tour guide, taking people on adventure holidays all over the planet. Mm. Um, like we're, we're talking off the beaten track travel. We're talking trekking, snowboarding, scuba diving, windsurfing, tennis, you name it. And I would be leading the groups. Um, so basically I was doing that for five years, loving life, but earning zero money, basically, like it was pocket money. So I basically woke up one day and decided that i need to read uh again the rich dad poor dad we all love know and love and i was like wait a minute lucy you've got no money you've got no assets and uh it's time to change your life and so i decided well if i was going to buy real estate i didn't know anything about real estate i've been brought up in a family where 
you know, I had a great upbringing, but my father was in the bank for 40 years. My mother was a housewife. We owned one house, mortgage paid off. That was it. So nobody was very creative. Nobody was entrepreneurial. Nobody bought and flipped and sold real estate. And I had no mentor or role model to think any different, right? So read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm very curious and I always want to you know, think out of the box and 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 disrupt and do more and be more and and like you know, you know, help. So I was like, okay, I want real estate, but I don't know how to do it. So I was like, if I'm going to buy real estate, I need to learn it first. Then nobody can cheat me. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let me be a real estate agent. And so um, I decided to hang up my travel sort of travel tour guide hat. And um, I always wanted to live in the south of France. I speak French and Spanish fluent, but I speak French. So I was like, I want to live in the south of France. I want to buy a house in France. So I should go and sell real estate where I want to be, right? That was my vision, my dream. So I went to the south of France, um, was showing people around houses. And then I had one last tour to lead. This is this is destiny, right? Had one last tour to lead before I really hung up my travel days. Um, as a tour guide and they the company said look you've traveled all, all over the world you know all the countries pretty pretty much so you can choose where you want to lead the tour so i was like woo the middle east sounds really different and risky and woo i have to try that <laughs> and i'd never been to the middle east this is 18 years ago right so there was a country called oman the sultanate of oman one of only two sultanates in the world the other's brunei and I decided, well, no one's ever heard of Oman. It sounds really exciting. I'm going to go there and lead the tour. And so arrived in Oman and who should be heading the tour but my future fiance, <laughs> who is Omani Muslim. So cut a long story short, I decided to move there. And then he found me a job with a British couple selling real estate. And literally, that's it. It took off. Never looked back. Um, so I was in Oman for six years selling real estate, uh, bought my own property. Um, then I also left Oman because of Oman, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> and so then I was like, let me go back to France. So I went this time to Megève, which is kind of like the Aspen of the French Alps. It's very like posh, luxurious. Um, and I was selling in Sotheby's, I was selling like super glamorous luxury chalets um to clientele from all over the world a lot of gulf arabs because i understand arabic uh not so much anymore and uh cut long story short got to snowboard got to have an amazing nine months there but then i got fed up and i was like i don't want to pay tax i'm done with this tax when i was living in oman everything i earned i took home why am i paying the french government so much tax i can't be done with that <laughs> so <laughs> I moved back to the Gulf. I came back and I was like, but this time I'm going to do it right. I'm going to go to Dubai. And literally that was 12 years ago. And that's what brings me to Dubai. Wow. Had you been to Dubai before that? I actually had for a, uh, for a trip when I was leading tours for 10 days. Cool. But I mean, I, I knew Dubai was going to be perfect for real estate, for my lifestyle, tax-free we don't pay any tax everything we earn is ours in our pocket wow everything either property yeah. taxes everything or, or sales no. taxes nothing no property tax no sales tax the only tax there is is if you have a company you would be now paying um it's just been it's just come in last year um you'd be paying i believe nine percent tax but the, literally that is it 
So, and, you know, I don't have a company because I'm a real estate agent for Keller Williams. So as a real estate agent earning commission, um, there is no tax for that. So I earn what I earn. Hmm. Wow. I see uh, an incredible uptick of immigrants to Dubai, especially in the real estate space all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Louis, funny you should say that, but guess what's the fastest moving property market in the world today? Dubai? It's Dubai. Is it really? Wow. Yes, in the world. Yes. I mean, we're on like an absolute high. Like, just to give you an idea, so I bought a property here in April. Um, It has gone up 40%, four zero in six and a half months. It's not even built. It's a pile of sand. It's not ready yet. So on my actual equity, I've made 80%. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Wow. And and do you still have, um, I, I know some place, do you still buy, like, buy and hold to rent and everything over there, too? And or Yes. Yeah, you can buy. To- you can, I mean, I, I you know, I, I believe, I'm a great believer in buying and holding. But, you know, if people want to buy and flip, I'm very weary and I'm, you know, I'm very specific about what they should be buying if they want to flip and there's no overnight flips here and the the few the few examples there are quite frankly you need to invest a lot first right but there are there are opportunities but most people of course want to put as little in as much as possible and make as much money in it and you you can't do that so i say to everybody the best way to make money in dubai is buy something we call it off plan our off plan market is stronger than our ready market it's insane okay so me included i bought an off plan it's not ready yet so you buy an off plan, you have a payment plan, interest free, no tax for three years, then you get your key. And at that point, when the property is ready, there is um, super, I mean, people are doubling their money minimum, minimum, when you're handing over. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There's so, quite a bit there to unpack about you. Though. Uh, like, uh, so you, you talk about a lot about your adventurous spirit. Clearly, you have, I mean, it's, you're, you're very adventurous. Where do you think that comes from? Because, you know, it sounded like well, your parents and everything was, you know. They, they were adventurous. They, okay, they, the okay. first time I was on a plane was when I was 18 months old. So what I haven't told you is I was brought up overseas in the South Pacific as children. So hmm. uh, my father was running the bank in the South Pacific. So we lived in Vanuatu and oh. then Fiji until I was eight. Um, and then we came back to England when I was eight. Um, and I did all of my schooling until I was 18 in the UK. But the minute I could go, I wanted to go back traveling overseas, you know, like travel and sunshine and, and tropical ocean and beaches is in my blood. That's, that's who I am. It's what makes me tick. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did a gap year. I went to live in Honduras in the Caribbean in Roatan. So hablo espanol. I was living there for a year as a voluntary school teacher on the island of Roatan with zero money. Like we didn't earn any money. You know, we had no running water. We had no electricity. I mean, that was a tough year. And we're talking, I'm probably a little bit older than you think, but um, so (laughs) we're talking 30 years ago. And um, in those days, there was no website, no computers, no mobiles, no social media. So I didn't even speak to my parents for a year because the phone calls were so expensive. We wrote letters. Can you believe it? Every oh. week. <laughs> so so it was oh. just an incredible experience at 18. Yeah. So where did you find your printers from when you were writing your letters on your MacBook to to your parents back then? 
<laughs> yeah, no, we didn't have a map book. So I was handwriting oh. letters. And oh, my, my gosh. My mum has literally got them all. She's got all 52 letters from me, which is amazing now, right? It's like a diary. Amazing. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Writing have. letters with your hand. Really amazing. nice, yeah. <laughs> so, so we... Are... But yes. Yeah, so... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so I definitely think, you know, I went off on my own, four of us in total. We were all 18-year-olds to the other side of the world, no mummy and daddy, no one to do our washing, cook our food. That was before university. So it's like you leave home, everything's been done for you, and suddenly you're alone. And that obviously created such, well, it just changed my life. And I mean, everybody, when I got home, I was so different. I was so shy. I'd... No, I, I didn't I didn't know how to have conversations with people very easily. And when I came home, I was like a whole different person. So I absolutely say to people that you should send your children on a gap year before university. Like, go have an adventure. Just live life. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great advice. So many of us get, get locked into the same hometown we grew up in. And, you know, maybe we go away to college and go back to that same hometown and really experience other other places and other cultures so that's that's absolutely that's wonderful and no money you know that we had no money so if we when we were showering i'm not joking we had like um a tub outside the house that would collect rainwater riddled with flies and then we would do a little bucket in it take it inside to the shower room which had no running water and shower ourselves with cold water i did cold water showers every day for a year <laughs> before it became trendy <laughs> <laughs> But with flies, it wasn't so glamorous. Um, you know, flushing the toilets with buckets. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It, but but you know what? And then we used to travel. So we backpacked throughout Central America. We hitchhiked through Mexico. We hitchhiked through El Salvador. Can you imagine doing that now? You'd be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you've but, been in Dubai for 18 years, I think you said. But you still travel a lot, right? In fact, you have a kind yeah. of a... Uh, uh, a lofty goal to visit every country in the world is that is that correct how close are you I, yeah absolutely i do so i think i'm on 72 countries right now um and by the way my rule is i need to have been in a country for minimum uh two days so it's not like fly into an airport and i count that no that's cheating so i need to have been in a country two days two nights but um yeah so i've really got a average at least 10 new countries a year so i think i've done eight this year but i'm potentially going to add one or two more uh christmas new year I'm, I'm literally today i was looking right where do i need to go next <laughs> that's awesome but how are you able to yeah. juggle selling real estate and, and traveling are you just taking little quick breaks in between transactions or do you have some kind of system set up back in dubai where you can make deals happen while you're while you're on the road well, I have a bit of a hack and I know you're going to ask me that at the end, but so what has worked for me, which, you know, touch wood, I feel really grateful is I got onto something called YouTube <laughs> four years ago and it was the best decision of my life. It literally has changed my life, my net worth, my business. One thing. And guess what? You don't even pay to go on YouTube. It's free, right? So for anyone watching this and you know your viewers etc listening um everyone should have a youtube because you know it's actually more popular than a google search because everybody searches by video first and what what essentially happened is um you know i always put myself in somebody else's shoes and i think okay so predominantly basically everyone that buys real estate in dubai 
is already overseas. They're not yet here. They don't live here. So I'm like, okay, they're going to be going through trolls and trolls of listings online, but right. it doesn't show you what the community's like, what the house is really like. The photos could be fake, which a lot of them in Dubai real estate, sorry to say, are, because we don't have a strict MLS, by the way, like in the US. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, a bit, it's the Wild West here. So I was like, what would I want if I was buying real estate in Dubai, apart from an honest, trustworthy real estate agent? Well, I'd actually want to sort of, you know, get a feel for the areas and the communities and do drive-bys. So that's what I do. So um, I have a YouTube channel, Lucy J. Parker, and I do drive-bys. I do walkthroughs. I do tours of houses that I have for sale. Um, you know, I do do like Lucy Real Talks, which is kind of like my own YouTube of a podcast, I guess, but it's talking about the, the most asked questions that, that people always approach me about Dubai real estate. You know, can I buy from overseas? What happens if I don't have a bank account? But by doing it on video, that brings me all my clients. I get about two or three new leads every day and it's mm. free. I don't pay for the leads. Well, you have a videographer. So, and I don't have a videographer because I'm oh, the least technical. No, I do it myself. Guess what wow. I do? <laughs> because I'm not technical, right? But it doesn't yeah. stop me. I put my phone like this and I press record and stop. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, but you've got to have all the tech, you've got to have all the equipment, but that's paralysis analysis, okay? That holds everyone back. I just yeah. press and go and I can't do anything else. I am not a whiz. I don't know how to edit. But do you know what? That makes it more real because I am who I am. And, you know, if I've got the camera wrong or... My hair's out of place, which it usually is because I'm in like 45 degrees Celsius heat. People love that because it really is me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is the house. And yes, it's hot today, but I'm bringing you this video. Here it is. Yeah. So it works. So that's how I can travel um, in answer to your question, Adam. So people are approaching my YouTube channel. They don't know if I'm on a plane traveling and they don't care because as long as I answer them, as long as I give them the solution, I've sold more property in airports en route, out or in, than I have sitting in Dubai. What about showing the properties? Yeah, good question. So again, my videos do the showing, right? So it's actually my hack because why do I need to walk 25 people a week around a house when I first say, see this video link, here it is. This is what I have for sale. Watch the video. Do you like it? Yes or no? I Do you have the cash? Are you mortgage approved? Okay, and then we obviously have to go to, through the door if it's ready to see it. But about 80% of the property that I sell, mine included, are off plan. They're not ready. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to walk through. Mm. So that's how I can do it. So, and, you know, obviously I want to, travel's really important for me. And I don't want to leave travel till I'm, you know, old and decrepit. I hope I'll never get old and decrepit, but I need to be a bit realistic. So, you know, this is when you have your energy. This is when you you have your curiosity. This is this is the time. The time is now. What about you guys? Like, do you, you know, like, do you do, do you factor in travel a lot, or does it sort of come after everything? Or how important is travel for you? I honestly want to be traveling more. I, I haven't traveled a lot uh, in my life, to be honest with you, and, and that's definitely something I want to do more. So I'm trying trying to solve yeah, for yeah. that right now. I own a small business right now in South Carolina, okay. and just kind of took it over about six, seven months ago, something like that. So I'm very much working in the business and trying to get okay. myself backed get out a little me. bit to a point yeah. where I can travel more. But um, yeah, where so, yeah. would you travel then, Adam? If you could go anywhere, where would you travel first? 
I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica and spend some time there. Um, maybe doing a little surfing, hanging out on the beach, hiking, things like that. So that's that's kind of top of mind, first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I lived in Costa Rica for a year. Um, I was living with a local family and I traveled over all the national parks and learned to surf there, although I don't surf wow. very well. Um, it is the most beautiful country. So beautiful. Like, yeah, to definitely go and tr- check it out and do it sooner because it's, it's really developing fast. And like, I was there 20 yeah. years ago and it was a jungle and now everybody's there and there's more and more buildings, but there's still a lot of really remote places. So the north, sorry, the southwest is the most remote. It's beautiful. Really okay. nice. So yeah. before we switch topics, give me three other crazy awesome places that people should visit and maybe they don't really know about. Okay, right. Are you are you ready? Because I did one of them this year and it blew my mind. If you want to go to a place that you think is like straight out of the movie of Jurassic Park, this is it. It's called Sayatome and Principe and it's an island exactly in the center of the world on the equator and on the longitude, it's just below Ghana and okay. west of Equatorial Guinea off West Africa. It huh. is literally, you like you feel like a dinosaur is about to swoop in. It is stunning. And there's no huh. one there. How do you spell that? Sao Tome. It's Portuguese. So S-A-O and then Tome, T-O-M-E. It's like St. Thomas in Portuguese. Okay. And then A, Principe, which is an principle. It's like uh-huh. two islands, but you get a flight from, um, so you go Portugal via Ghana and then you land in Saotome. It's out, it's just so tropical, it's beautiful. Wow, okay, yeah, that's one. So that's one. Um, and then another one is actually probably Oman. Oman is amazing, it's the safest country in the world everybody's friendly they love you like if you break if you break down in your car like i don't know about in the us but in england i wouldn't want to stop and let anyone into my car if i broke down the side of the road because i wouldn't know what they were going to do to me right you know man they're like oh come come here's some water here's some coffee we will sort your tire we will help your engine and they do that with everyone men and women they're just generally friendly people you know that's what i love about the muslim world here that everyone they put others first that is just an incredible it's incredible i love to live in this part of the world you know in england wow. everybody's out for themselves they don't care about each other but here you know you think about your neighbor first you look out for your family which is everyone around you wherever you're from in the world you know i've made i've been made to feel more welcome here in this part of the world than anywhere else on the planet amazing hmm. I want to revisit that, but I, I'm sure our listeners are waiting for that third one. <laughs> oh, you said two. Okay, three. Oh, okay, I thought you said me... three. Um, um, um. Okay, the best adventure. Do you know? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you another country which you may not be ready for, which is Morocco. It's all in Africa, okay. isn't it? No, it's not yeah. quite. Morocco. Oh my gosh, been to Morocco about five times. I've led tours. I've climbed the second highest mountain in Africa. It's in Morocco. It's called Jebel Tubkal. At the very top, you're on snow and ice, and uh, like it's amazing, and it is stunning. You know, you've got like the desert, which is literally like they actually filmed Indiana Jones in Morocco. Okay, they've got mm. Hollywood studios, but Moroccan studios out in huh. the desert. Then you've got all these like valleys where Indiana Jones was going through the canyons and the palm trees. Uh, you'll probably remember. Um, then you've got the mountains 
mountains and you've got all these amazing old castles and then you get to the coast you would like this adam and they're like surfing and there's little like whitewashed fishing villages and they're horse riding we were galloping along the beach it is just it's such a breath to, and then like medina the souk the souk of marrakesh it's it's full on like for a woman you get a bit you know hassled a bit but it's still worth it experience like you're in these little bazaars and the back and beyond and it's it's amazing just amazing place to soak up the ambiance so yeah they're three lucy i'm listening to you and I'm, I'm blown away i mean you for for a number of different reasons but one of them i'm thinking is like the timing is pretty spectacular based on what's happening in our world right now right and and as uh, i'm just going to say as ignorant americans yeah i think that we have certain perceptions and 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 beliefs, you know, about the world that may or may not be true. And uh, I think yeah. right now, what you're saying is actually dispelling a lot of that. Am I right, Adam? Do you, do you think, are you hearing any of this when, when, when she's speaking about like the Muslim world and all that in light of what we hear in the news all right now? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it definitely goes against the, you know, all the narrative you hear. Totally. It's, it's news, you've got to travel. Yeah. But in in what there you said, another side yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. But in what you said, you said something interesting. You you said, um, you know, you wouldn't dare do something in Oman. I mean, in England that you would do in Oman, because in Oman, yeah. people would look out for you and, you know, they put themselves first yeah. and all that. Whereas in England, you're afraid of, you know, getting mugged, essentially. Right. And exactly. I think we yeah. would probably like, I think the yeah. same way in America. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering how much of that. And ironically, I don't know what it's like in england but i would i know in america we think oh i'm not going to go there because it's crazy right and every time i go some there right another part in the world yeah. it is so much safer and feels so much better right than yeah. it does in many places in the u.s right i mean it, it's just a recurring theme and you're confirming that how much of that but, and you you just kind of said that about england how much of yeah. that is fear of the known or the unknown right like you know, you you know England so deeply because you grew up there, right? That you're afraid of what could happen there, and but mm. then in in Oman, which you didn't know, you would go ahead and ask a stranger for help, right? Oh, they'll give you help. You don't even like. Of course, I'll ask for help, but they will come and help you before sure. you're even ready to ask for help. Do you know, even something really really small happened just today, and I remember catching myself thinking, "This wouldn't happen." in England. Okay. So I was viewing a property and it's owned by an Iraqi family. Um, and at the end of the viewing, um, they offered some water bottles to us all. Now, yeah. if that had been in England, would they have offered us a drink? No, they'd be like, buy and close the door <laughs> on us. Like it's just hospitality and humanity is real. Yeah. It's, you know, the people of the world are not all about themselves. They're they're about everyone around them. And that is why what you mentioned, and I don't want to get political or, you know, about everything that's going on, but suffice to say that, you know, at the end of the day, my prime, my prime concern is for humanity and lives. It is not about religion. It is not about culture. It is not about country. Okay. So yeah. that's the most important thing. And what's happening is that the media and a few, People in power, sadly, are creating that it's us versus them and these are good and they're bad. And it's so wrong. It is mm. so not like that. You've got the 0.001% 0 
that are putting out there an agenda and a voice, and then you have humans. Sure. And that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, this is such a timely message. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I can yeah. tell you, I, I just want to go back to, I, I still think, all right, I lived in Baltimore for a while, right? Our listeners know okay. I lived in Baltimore. And when we first moved there, my wife and I, we were dating at the time, but every weekend we would go and we'd pick a different neighborhood in Baltimore, nice. not knowing anything about it. And we just wander around okay. the neighborhood, right? Now, yeah. if you know anything about Baltimore, it is one of the most dangerous cities in the United States of America. It, I have heard, per- yeah. Yeah, perennially it is at, at you know, the homicide rates are, are very high, lots of crime, okay? So one weekend we pick a neighborhood, it's called Holland's Market, it's in Southwest and uh, Baltimore, and and it's a pretty bad neighborhood, right? I, I happen to be a big fan of that neighborhood, but it's a pretty bad neighborhood. And um, or it was. And um, we're there, and we meet a guy. We're at this. There was a a a, co- a shop in the corner, right? And and uh-huh. the guy who was who had the shop, it, it, they sold like those those wooden African masks and air plants. Okay. These really exotic plants, you know. Um, to us, they were exotic at the time, and we start just striking up a conversation with him, right? And we. And we're chatting. And then before you know it, he invites us into his place. Uh, he lived upstairs. It was a huge loft and it had a rooftop deck. He invited us into Amazing. all in like, I mean, all within like 10 minutes of conversation. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. we're new to Baltimore, very dangerous city in a dangerous part of the city, meeting a gentleman who we didn't know if he was walking to, you know, like do a, a Hannibal Lecter type of thing, you know, he could have yeah, yeah. been that. And instead we ended up becoming friends. Right. And, uh, and oh. he invited us into his home and we saw the best views of the city from there and all that, you know? And I wonder how much of our fears are because of knowing the place, right? Like if I had grown up in Baltimore, I would have never done that. Right. I, I would have stayed away from yeah. the neighborhood. I wouldn't have gone outside of my comfort zone i wouldn't have talked to anybody i'd be like no way that's that's rough but i went and i talked to him and we got to you know it it was different right so i love that it's the kindness of strangers and you're not going with any preconceived idea you're a human they're a human we all have our own like vices and fears and yes you know the media just puts instills so much fear into us i mean look what happened during covid i'm not going to go into that but honestly that really did create such a narrative again us versus them there's always an us versus them and you know i stay neutral to everything and i make my own decision about what i want to believe and what i choose not to believe and i do it from my personal experience not from a few presenters on a paid media channel <laughs> and yeah. i can do that from traveling you know but but you're right louis you know for those people out there watching tv they've never traveled how are they going to know there's anything different and and it it saddens me so much it really does yeah so uh switching topics a, a little bit again uh, i want to talk cool. about you you you're an agent in Dubai. You started there from from scratch, basically, right? Um, you and and it seems like you work ago. with a lot of very high in clientele, yeah. right? So, I mean, generally, the nature of Dubai is that you know we are attracting, you know, our our leader and ruler. Uh, is um is a sheikh sheikh Mohammed Al Maktoum, mm-hmm. um and he, he is a visionary, 
which actually, when I say it to you, gives me goosebumps. Because if your leader is a visionary, if every single day he wakes up and wants to make his country, his city, 1% better, imagine what kind of ambiance that creates. Imagine the type of people that you attract. And I'm not joking that everybody around me They've, they've, the two decisions that they've made, which already relates to how my mind thinks. The first is they are visionary by coming to a country with a vision and a long-term plan. And secondly, they're an expatriate. They already decided to go on mm. an adventure and leave their home country to live, to move here. The ad in itself is somebody with my own mindset. They didn't just stay in the same place like a tree for their whole life. Okay. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So long as the people that do that have been outside and explored and tried. I'm always about try everything once at the very least, right? But you can't yes. comment. You can't groan and mumble and say, oh, I don't agree with them or I hate them if you've never even experienced it. That's ridiculous. So, you know, I say that to my four-year-old nephew, go and try something once so you can tell me you don't like it, but try it. So, you know, the people that are attracted here are visionaries. They're entrepreneurs. They want to be more. They want to grow businesses. They want a better life. And generally what's happening is because we're a tax-free uh, country, we are attracting people that have already built a business. Predominantly, our clients are European. We don't get so many Americans just simply because it's such a long way to travel on a plane, right? right. I mean, you know, Orlando is the closest. And I think that in itself is a 12 or 13 hour flight. So, you know, from America, you're going to go south to Latin America. So yeah. for the rest of the world, they're coming here. Because if you're in Europe, you're going south. If you're in Russia, yeah. you're going south. If you're in Africa, you're going north. If you're in India, Pakistan, Asia, you're going west. So generally, everybody culminates in Dubai. Okay, it's the new it's a new hub of the world. So wow. you've got all these nationalities. You've got successful people that want more, to be more. They've already got businesses in their own countries, but they want to grow those businesses. They're being impeded by taxes, by limitations on their government. So the people that come here are, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people. We're, we're, we're one of the top 10 destinations for ultra high net worth in the world. You know, it's, it's us versus Miami right now, literally. Wow. You know, they're moving out of London because they don't want to pay the taxes. They're moving out of Russia. Um, you know, we've got all India is going to become the, the the largest country on the planet, the most populated country on the planet. It will overtake China. And the Indians, you know, you've got a lot of billionaires and they're all yeah. coming here. So wow. everybody's culminating in Dubai. It's central. And why Dubai, as well as being tax free, it's because we are tolerant of every culture. We're welcoming of every nationality, of every religion, of every color, every creed. We are open. We are open to the world. That's what sets Dubai apart. That is amazing. And again, that kind of goes counter to the narrative that I've heard, right? I, I think, I you know, Dubai, I think, I mean, you're in the Middle East. And again, this is ignorant American speaking, all right? You're okay. in the Middle okay. East. Um <laughs> You know, she, I, she, what is it? She, she at law? Um, she IT, she IT and Sunni. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, where, uh, where, where, you know, blonde women can't walk around being exposing their face and all That's that. That's not and, in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I'm just yeah. thinking like it. And you're just totally, I, I think as, as ignorant Americans, we don't even differentiate all that. Right. And we just think, uh, yeah. you know, that's how it and is. And it's more culture. 
Sure. It's more culture than than religion. I mean, real, you know, there are some countries. So Saudi is much stricter. Saudi Arabia is very, very strict. And, you know, women yeah. up until a couple of years ago weren't allowed to drive a car. But it's actually not religion that forces people to cover, believe it or not. I mean, I was engaged to a Muslim Omani. So, you know, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth here. I, I know and yeah. I understand. But but essentially, someone once explained it to me like, like this and it just made so much sense, right? So, you know, would we walk out of our house and down our street and obviously assuming you're not living at a beach resort um, and would you walk down your street in a swimming costume? You probably wouldn't, right? It's just weird. Right. So that's what we're used to. Okay, so in the same way that in um, a Muslim family, if, if it's traditional, the woman has always been brought up that, you know, she saw her mother and she saw her grandmother always covered and she feels naked if she goes out of the house covered. And it's right. not because anybody tells her you cannot go out of this house unless you cover it's because she feels naked it's just not normal like we mm -hmm. would be in a swimming costume to go down the street yeah. and and so yeah that's how it is it's and it's from generations and generations and of course generations back you know there were different rules and and how lives were but it it's nobody's forced to cover and yeah. nothing in the UAE that's for sure nothing here hmm. yeah <laughs> Well, Lucy, yeah. this has been enlightening and, and this has yeah. been a lot of fun, but for respect out of your time here, I think it's time we dive into the Wayfinder 4. So you ready for that? Sure, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you already gave us YouTube, but I'm hoping you have another hack that you can share with the listeners. Um, I do have a hack. It's not tech or a system, but uh, my hack is that I do my workout when I wake up, immediately when I wake up. So I don't think, I don't get dressed and shower and have breakfast breakfast or a coffee i literally get out of bed eyes might be half closed get in my workout and go and i either work out at the gym or i go for a power walk but i'm moving the minute i wake up yeah i do the same thing it's such a yeah. great way to do it because you don't have time for anything else to distract yeah. you or get in the way yeah. or some email that's going to send you down the wrong spiral yeah. and uh, yeah. that's great and you actually um our listeners know that i did 75 hard a little while back you did as oh, well didn't you, you? Yeah, I did it last year and I'm on it this year. So I've got my last one starting next in 10 days time. My last one that culminates oh, wow. the whole year. Oh, yeah. so you're doing the oh, full doing... on uh, live hard. I'm doing yeah. the full See, year. I, went, I wimped out after that. Um, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah, well done I you. Get back it changes into... you, right? Yeah. It changes the game. Yeah. <laughs> what about a, a favorite? Could be a... a favorite what, sorry? A favorite anything. Book, play, movie. <laughs> Uh, place to visit in the world <laughs> you already gave us oh my a god so, i've got so yeah. many favorites but you know what i'm just going to share with you it's a film it's a video that i watch on youtube and it doesn't matter how many times i watch it i get goosebumps so you can um if you put in youtube now it's called everybody dies but not everybody lives oh. and it's by prince ea e letter e letter a and it's had 12 million views on youtube it's five minutes long, and there is no way you'll be able to watch that without goosebumps and coming away feeling different. And that essentially, that video is how I live my life and how I have always lived my life. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful video. And actually, I can tell it's filmed in Iceland because I recognize it, but it's just stunning. Absolutely stunning. They get to the end of their life and, you know, they have no regrets. We'll have to check that out. We'll put the link in the show yeah. notes for sure. <laughs> I'll I'll send you I'll share you the um the video 
Oh, yeah. I will share that with you so you get the right one. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. Now, what is a piece of advice you would give your younger self? Just don't worry. Don't don't worry. It's all going to be okay in the end. Um, I really believe that. Yeah, it's going to be okay in the end. Yeah. I think I worried a lot. Like in my in my twenties, I worried a lot. Like, will I ever find my path? Will I ever be okay? But yeah, don't worry. It will be okay. <laughs> Great. And what do you think keeps people from being happy? Well, I think that one is. Um, for me, I would say it's because most people are worried what other people think. And it's just so sad. It's what other people think that people are living their lives through others. You know, what your neighbors think, what your friends think, what your family thinks, you know, whether you stay married, whether you don't get divorced, do get divorced, whether you travel, whether you do a particular course at uni, whether you go to uni, most people are leading someone else's life because it, I just think that's such a shame. I've never done that. I've always done what I wanted because I know my parents just said to me, you know, you follow your route, we'll always support you and be happy. And they have. I don't mean financially. They never supported me financially when I was 18, but they always were there. I knew that they agreed with what I my choices. So if people <laughs> want to know a little bit more about you, Lucy, how can they do that? Sure. Okay. So, um, first of all, outside of North America, we don't really do emails. So we do WhatsApp. Um, yeah. WhatsApp is a free message chat service because obviously you're now messaging international, which costs money. So when you do right. WhatsApp, it's free and you just have to download it, which is free. And then you use Wi-Fi. So WhatsApp, you go to my phone number, which is plus nine seven one because that's a country code. Um, and then my number is five eight five seven one one zero seven zero. You can WhatsApp me immediately and say who you are and yeah. And you, you listen to this podcast and, um, they can obviously find me on YouTube. So check out my YouTube channel, which is Lucy J Parker. Uh, so you can do me a like, subscribe there, watch a little bit what I've got to say. Um, and then I'm in, I'm on Instagram. So check out my Instagram. That's Lucy J Parker underscore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. So, yeah. Lucy, thank this has so been much. a lot of fun. We really hey. appreciate you coming on. I think uh, we Not learned a lot and now I'm kind of energized to, to do some more traveling and figure out how to make that work. Yay. Yeah. I'm completely <laughs> inspired. So thank you so much Yeah, for being here. This is amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do maybe like, um, you know, some kind of travel like trip. We can arrange for everybody for next year and adventure okay. travel, like get everyone out of their comfort zone, maybe go to the Amazon or something like really different. Let's see. That would be cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.